Local talk is back in the valley. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome to this Wednesday afternoon in California's Central Valley. Mike Douglas with you, your personal concierge for conversation. Here as we rationally, reasonably, and respectfully talk about the issues of the day that affect you and me right here, again, in California's Central Valley. Again, our mission here to provide a forum that's live and local so that you and I can discuss those things that really affect us directly today. Mike Douglas again with you, and uh, thank you so much for being part of the mix here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Lots to talk about. Let's uh, let's begin with uh, water. With water, it's been raining a little bit lately. Been snowing a bit lately, and yet for the second time in about ten years. The state of California is uh, placing mandatory restrictions on the use of outdoor water use. And here we go again. These rules were adopted yesterday by the State Water Resources Control Board. Uh, I'll tell you some of the specifics. If Apparently, if we defy some of these instructions from the State Water Resources Control Board, we could face up to $500 in daily fines. Of course, uh, they report, uh, the AP reports that regulators say they expect such fines will be rare as they were the last time. So uh, Governor Gavin Newsom, as you may recall, called for a voluntary 15% reduction in water compared to last year. Well, Uh, Between July and November, state usage went down about almost, well, a little more than half of that, 6%. So uh, here we are. Here we are. The state saying not not good enough. Here are the restrictions that you and I are going to be under. Are you ready? Okay. Here are the new rules. You cannot do outdoor watering that results in excessive runoff into the street and sidewalks. They don't define what excessive runoff is, but I mean, I think most of us abide by that anyway. Probably not a big deal. Now, here we go, though. Using water for landscaping and irrigation during the 24 hours after storms that bring at least a quarter of an inch. All right, so if it rains and our sprinklers are on automatic clocks, we have to look up and we have to keep track to make sure that every time it rains at least uh, a quarter of an inch, we have to make sure that for 48 hours our sprinklers for landscaping and irrigation are not on. What do you think about that? And no washing cars with hoses lacking shutoff nozzles. Well, that's not a big deal, I think, for most of us. Using potable water, uh, that means drinking water, to wash driveways, sidewalks, buildings, and patios, and for street cleaning or to fill decorative fountains or lakes. I don't know many people that use uh, water fit for drinking uh, to do that. And there are some exceptions, however. Trees in street medians can be watered, while turf cannot. And uh, these rules, by the way, are going to take effect once an administrative review is completed. Well, I I have a question. If we can't water our trees, why are the trees in street medians exempted? I mean, isn't it one for all, all for one here in California, right? We're all one. We're all there for the team, right, Governor Newsom? Well, uh, apparently not. So uh, beware. Now, here's here's the best part. Now, let me get to this. This this is near the the bottom of the story here. 
Although regulations include the ability to fine violators up to $500 per day, last time these restrictions were in effect, uh, that apparently rarely happened. The state, allegedly, has no plans to put water cops on the street. Mm -mm. This is according to Eric Oppenheimer, who is the chief deputy director for the California State Water Board. He says, Conserving water and reducing water waste are critical and necessary habits for everyone to adopt as we adjust to these uncertainties and we build resilience to climate change. I knew it was coming. There it is. We're building resilience to climate change, so adopting emergency regulations now just makes sense. We need to be prepared for continued drought. Again, says Eric Oppenheimer, Chief Deputy Director for the California State Water Board. Now, this is what I find interesting, discouraging, frustrating, maddening, and gets me wrapped around the axle. The state apparently is going to have or has a website where you can report on your neighbors or other people you see violating the rules. And when you make those complaints on this special website, apparently the complaints will be directed to the relevant water agency. (laughs) This is called drought shaming. Now, the process of publicly outing people who are wasting water by posting videos to social media. Yep, during California's last drought, people engaged in drought shaming. Yeah, not, so not only do we have apparently a state website where you can go on and you can report people who are violating these rules, but you can also engage in drought shaming. And you can take videos or pictures of your neighbors as they are engaged in these felonious activities of breaking the California State Water Board drought rules. And you can put that on social media and publicly out your neighbors who are wasting water by posting videos to social media. Uh, Question for you. (laughs) A, are... Now, let's put it in context. i got to put this in context first. Knowing that the state of California has done absolutely nothing about improving the water infrastructure for decades, they've kicked that can down the road for a long, long time. They've they've appropriated some uh, dollars for it, but it doesn't seem that any governors or state leaders uh, apparently are of a mind to put some dollars to those appropriations. Um, So given the fact that the state of California has done absolutely zero zip nada to help this situation over the years, they now are going to fine you and me 500 bucks a day if we break their rules. How about we fine Governor Newsom and the state legislature individually $500 a day for every day that they fail to do something about water conservation in the state of California? And you may say, well, but Mike, that takes money. Ah, yes, it does. But remember... We are expecting here in California a $31 billion, with a B, a $31 billion surplus. Now, given all of this, what do you think we ought to do with all or part of that $31 billion surplus, aside from rebate some of it back to those of us who are funding it? Hmm, how about... A water project or two. How about putting some dollars to uh, appropriations that have already been made? What do you think? Oh, but, but no. Apparently the plan right now, according to Governor Newsom, 
is uh, he's going to look, I mean, by the way, he has to have a budget uh, by January 10, that's uh, next money, uh, next Monday. And uh, he said he's going to seek more money to help deter large-scale smash-and-grab robberies. Don't need more money for that, Governor. Just enforce the law. Enforcing the law will take care of a lot of that. Not enforcing the law encourages it. This is, this is very simple. You see us serfs here in California, S-E-R-F-S, not S-U-R-F-S's, serfs, we serfs in all of this, uh, we, we, we can reason. God gave us brains, and we have synapses that fire pretty well, and we can figure out that if you have a $31 billion surplus, that you don't need to put it toward throwing money at smash-and-grab robberies, just enforce the law. And then there's funding for dyslexia programs. Well, I'm all for helping folks with dyslexia. I doubt government funding is going to help you much. Perhaps it could, but I think there are other resources. And then uh, they're looking at $100 million to clean up areas associated with homeless encampments. Uh, How about we let local government do that? And so there's uh, $31 billion with a B that could be used for this. What do you think? What do you think? And broadband also uh, funding broadband and high tech in California. Well, I don't know where I come from. I have to pay for my broadband. Uh, Seems like that's uh, what the competitive market is all about. What do you think? Ought we to to use some of this $31 billion uh, to build uh, new water reservoirs and such? Or are you okay with these rules that the California State Water Board has come up with? Our number here, 209-551-3483. I stand perplexed. 209-551-3483. We'll get your comments about this coming right up in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic now from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. Somebody lost a Christmas tree in Stockton, northbound 5 before Benjamin Holt. It's in the right lane and eastbound 205 in Tracy, slow from Tracy Boulevard all the way to 5. Eastbound 120 in Manteca, right at Main Street, uh, we have two bicyclists riding on the right shoulder. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy for free with DuckDuckGo. Your life, your hopes, and whatever you were searching for at 1.15 AM, it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy Simplified. If you're tired of big cable bills and want to cut the cord, you can still get Newsmax TV for free. Millions of Americans like you are watching Newsmax. It's available on all major cable systems or get it free on major streaming platforms. Watch Newsmax on smart TVs like Samsung, LG, Vizio, and more. Find Newsmax on your hub guide or use the TV app. Newsmax also streams free on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, TiVo, Apple TV, Chromecast, and more. More than 7 million people have downloaded the free Newsmax app on their smartphones. There's no paywall or subscription, so watch Newsmax anytime, anywhere. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. And watch great shows with Mike Huckabee, Greg Kelly, Rob Schmidt, Diamond and Silk, Stinchfield, and a lot more. Find out why America is tuning in to Newsmax TV, the fastest-growing cable news channel. It's a source you can trust. Newsmax is real news for real people. This hour of Mike Douglas brought to you by Transworld Business Advisors. 
More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com today. Cancerscreeninfo.com. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents and does. Don't you just love the smell of old books? This is a library. Sorry, ma'am. We're looking for a book titled Liberty Mutual Customizes Your Car Insurance So You Only Pay for What You Need. I don't think we carry that, but check nonfiction. It really does devour literature. Please leave. Only pay for what you need. Need new hires in the new year? You need Indeed to help find your next hire. When you sponsor a post, you get a list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Local Talk is back in the Valley with KFIV's Mike Douglas. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. All right, so the State of California Water Board has said, now here are some restrictions on watering, and even apparently there's a state website where you can report on your neighbors. And last time we had even social media public shaming of people who were breaking the rules. And yet we have $31 billion surplus in California. Uh, Apparently, as far as I know to this point, none of it going towards uh, water. Let's see what you think about this at 209-551-3483. And let's go first to uh, Ed and Modesto. Uh, Ed, what do you think about these new water rules? Hey, Mike, it's Ed Parco. How you doing? All right. Nice to have you back. Nice to, well, <laughs> thank you for filling hey, in, I, my friend. No problem. Hey, I found out today that uh, we did money in 2014 for the water stuff, and it's not been used yet. Is it fights reservoir, fights something? Do you remember that? Yes, Where yeah. I found uh, out that we actually, we have not used that money either. No. So. No, yeah. yeah the, so there's plan- a lot of money. Plans have been made, Ed. This is what's so frustrating. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, you know, I've had many people on my show, and it's just, we, there's so much we can do, but it seems like our California governor and that government wants to do complete opposite of what we really need to do. Yeah. And I think it probably has to do with the fact that the longer they make the, we have this problem, the more they can make it about climate change. Yeah, that, that always seems to fit in. And, and, Ed, I think you're referring to the site's reservoir. It's uh, The plan is to have it located, I think, uh, about uh, 10 miles west of Maxwell and Calusa, Glen Counties, that area. Um, almost uh, 2 million acre feet of off-stream storage. This is a wonderful uh, idea, but not, not much has uh, been happening yet on it. Ed, thanks for the call. Really appreciate your perspective. And, again, thanks for guest hosting. All right, really appreciate it. Anytime. All right, right, let's uh, go to uh, Lodi and uh, Ed from Lodi. Ed, uh, what what do you think about this situation? (laughs) Well, it's the Ed and Ed show so far. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, well, first of all, I've got to be a little bit snarky. Uh, I think when they use words like – Resistance, that is a very nebulous word. It is not committed to anything. It's a little bit like climate change. Uh, I'll quickly go off a little bit because originally it was global cooling and it's global warming, and now it's climate change because there's always climate change, and you can use words like that, and you sort of mean something, but you don't necessarily mean anything. And to some degree, you know, resistance is like, well, what's your standard? They're not mentioning that. Um, we're already really good at shaming. I mean, boy, just going anywhere without, you know, I don't do this. I guess maybe I'm a little bit cowardly, but I usually wear my mask. But I know that there are people that are uh, shaming people without a mask. So what's, a, what's another thing to shame people with? I mean, we're, we, we, we're so willing to do that. We're so willing to uh, get mad at our neighbors. Now, I, I'm all for water storage i i mean i'm all for water conservation most of what they say has some practicality to it 
but uh, just I don't know. It, it I, and I can think of seven things that we can spend our money on. Uh, in addition, yeah, seven things. Water is up at the top, but I also think we can spend this thirty-one billion dollars on police, roads, monoclonal antibodies. Yes. I mean, why not? Seems yes. like that's something that, that we could be doing. How about some cleaning projects? You know, along freeways or whatever in towns or whatever. Rebates to people, which you've already mentioned. Amen. And let's not forget, California actually has a debt. Yeah, and you need to think exactly. about that too. So those are seven things I think we could be looking at, and water should be one of them. As as Mr. Parco said, we've already set aside money that we're not using, and uh, we are not doing. It. And I think he was correct also when he said this is sort of a tool they use. I mean, he said it not as a fact but as an opinion. But I kind of agree with that opinion that they are using things like this. You know, never let a uh, you know, some kind of a tragedy or problem go to waste. Never you know, let a crisis go to waste. It, and I think they're done. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. I didn't say it correctly. <laughs> no, it right. Ed, Ed, great, great points, and I like your seven points there, too. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, and, right, and thank keep, you. You know what? Can you shoot those to me on email? I would appreciate it. That's a that's a good list we want to keep. Absolutely. Yeah. Appreciate that very much. Ed from Lodi, great thoughts there. Appreciate that. Uh, let's go very quickly to uh, Bruce in Modesto, who has some thoughts about water storage as well, don't you, Bruce? Yes, I do. Uh, good afternoon. You've had a couple pretty good callers. Uh, the first one was talking about the Sipes Reservoir, which is basically run a little bit of runoff from uh, the west side foothills. There's no snow melt that goes into that at all. It's just water that's pumped from the Sacramento River to become into a stagnant pond. Um, what I had talked to you before about was the Auburn Dam. And the Auburn Dam would hold four times the amount of water as Folsom. They've refused to build it now for 30 years for whatever reason because they refused to build any water storage. They would have a power plant there, and they could keep Folsom full 100% of the time and have that power plant running 100% of the time. Um, Folsom started releasing water on Christmas Day this year. So they're already releasing water down into Sacramento, which will go out into the ocean, water that could be stored. But it's easier for our government to apply restrictions to us, the taxpayers. So that's my frustration for the day. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce, I think uh, many of us share your frustration. Uh, very quickly, you have a couple of seconds left here. Why do, what do you think the main reason uh, for the state's inaction is? Why, why, why aren't our state leaders taking action on this? I think the biggest thing is the environmentalists. You know, we're afraid we're going to cover some spotted frog or lizard or spotted owl won't get enough to drink if we capture the water. Or, I, who knows? You know, I mean, just none of it makes any sense. It's just bureaucracy in Sacramento that makes no sense at all. As long as we keep voting these folks in, we'll give you getting the same results. Yeah, absolutely. Bruce, great call. Thank you so much. Thanks for the reminder about the Auburn Dam. That's, uh, that's a great yeah. thought. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bruce, some, and, some know, great thoughts there. Uh, appreciate that. i also got a note here from uh, – our former FBI agent, Bob, he says they got the FBI to investigate parents at board meetings. Maybe it won't be long before they have us hiding behind the rose bushes with a water meter. Uh, thank you, Bob. And then regarding shaming, uh, Anne, uh, Anne sends in a message here. Shaming not acceptable at all. Uh, they'll need police to control raging over shaming. Well, I... Uh, I agree with you, and uh, shaving, shaming under any circumstances, totally unacceptable. Coming up in about five minutes, we're going to talk to the Stanislaus County District Attorney, Birgit Flatiger, about Ronald Ray Anderson, 60 years old. He was involved in a grisly murder back uh, in the 1970s. We'll find out why the recommendation is that he'll be released and what the DA has to say about it. In five minutes on The Mike Douglas Show, Power Talk 1360, KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360, KFIV. Jackson Hewitt needs you to know three things about filing taxes this year. One, there are thousands of dollars worth of new tax credits on the table. Two, you have to file for them to make sure you get the right amount. Three, a Jackson Hewitt tax pro will help track down every credit you deserve. Tax credits for being a parent, taking care of a parent, going to school, and so much more. You don't want to miss out on thousands. Jackson Hewitt knows that. 
Discover thousands in tax credits and get your biggest refund guaranteed. Learn more at jacksonhewitt.com. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic. Now from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. Somebody lost a Christmas tree in Stockton, northbound 5, before Benjamin Holt. It's in the right lane, and eastbound 205 in Tracy. Slow from Tracy Boulevard all the way to 5. Eastbound 120 in Manteca, right at Main Street. Uh, We have two bicyclists riding on the right shoulder. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by J&J Heating and Air. Four blankets, two sweatshirts, a log in the fire, and a space heater? Yeah, that's efficient. One call to J&J Heating and Air, and your home will stay toasty all winter. Go to JJHeat.com to see our $59 tune-up with no breakdown guarantee plus same-day service offer. JJHeat.com. iHeartRadio Earth knows small changes can make a big difference. Want to reduce your food waste? Embrace your freezer. From bread to meat and even cheese, most foods can be frozen and cooked later. Plus, a full freezer uses less electricity. Brought to you by iHeartRadio Earth and the National Environmental Education Foundation. To find more tips for smarter, sustainable living or to take action in your own community, go to iHeartRadio.com slash Earth. What do you get when you cross an MBA, veteran, and mortgage expert? Plenty to chew on. That's what. Catch Real Estate Jerky with host Ed Farco and his trusty sidekick, Marlene Champlin, every Saturday at noon and Sunday at 10 a.m. Spicy. New medical technologies are here and they're game changers. If you're suffering with never- ending pain from old injuries and stubborn arthritis it's trevor carey listen if you've been told surgery is the only way to get relief from knee shoulder hip or back pain stop we got new options at modesto physical medicine you owe it to yourself check out these powerful treatments and here's why new scientific development have led to regenerative cell therapies they restore damaged tissue without the pain and that downtime from surgery modesto physical medicine treatments take place right in the office you walk out after your appointment you get on with your day there's no missed work no long periods of recovery patients around modesto are celebrating the results and you can be next call for your free consultation at modesto physical medicine they're just blocks north of memorial hospital in modesto call 209-83 3434. That's 838-3434. Call now, 838-3434. The sooner you get started, the faster you'll feel the amazing relief. Call now, 838-3434. If your New Year's resolution includes getting into shape, make step one, downloading the free iHeartRadio app. Whether your goal is balancing mind and body or ramping up the intensity to beast mode, we've got the music to get you moving and keep you motivated with dozens of specially curated workout playlists from Rock Pump Up to yoga music just put your headphones on and tap playlists to get started on reaching your goals iheart discover music radio and podcasts you'll love Radio. this report is sponsored by duck duck go protect your privacy for free with duck duck go your life your hopes and whatever you were searching for at 1 15 a.m it's really none of our business and it shouldn't be anyone else's Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. A mix of clouds and sun today with temperatures topping out in the low 60s. More clouds overnight and cloudy early tomorrow. Expect sunshine by late in the afternoon, mid-50s. Father, preacher, friend. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas here, again, serving as your personal concierge for conversation here. Monday through Friday at 3 on Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. We've been talking about uh, the State Water Control Board putting more controls on us. And yet, as we look at a uh, $31 billion surplus in California. We're questioning why isn't a lot of that money put towards finally dealing with the water problem that we have. Uh, again, I've and I have talked over the years to many, many uh, people involved in water services. And I think to a person, to a person, they have said, we 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 will have droughts, but we don't need to be victimized by them if we, as the state of California, do the right thing and put infrastructure into place to uh, prepare for the droughts. 
And uh, so again, we'll we'll see what happens. We need to keep the pressure on, my friends, to uh, to see that action eventually taken. Hopefully, in uh, in Sacramento. On the line now with us is a Stanislaus County District Attorney Birgit Flatiger. We're going to be talking about the decision of uh, a committee of the State Board of Parole Hearings to release. Uh, Ronald Ray Anderson, who's now age 60, involved in a home invasion uh, operation back in 1979 that resulted not only in, in murders, but just a, a grisly situation also, I believe, involving uh, sexual assault and torture as well. And uh, before we talk about that, first of all, a District Attorney Birgit Flatiger, welcome. Congratulations on your upcoming retirement, and thank you for I think uh, over three decades of exemplary service to the county of Stanislaus. Well, thank you so much, Mike. That is very nice of you. I'm delighted to be joining you. And yes, I've got 31 years in. We'll be 32 by the time I retire, and it's been uh, it's been a great career. Well, again, we uh, we thank you for your service. Many of us, uh, D.A. Flatiger, our eyebrows raised as we saw this press release that Ronald Ray Anderson, age 60, now has been recommended uh, for parole. And uh, let me just hand it to you uh, for a a quick background on that situation and why the Stanislaus County uh, District Attorney says, no, we don't think that he should be released. Let us uh, in on some of that background and, and your decision there. All right, thank you. I'm happy to do that. So th- this is a really horrifying case that goes back, as you said, to 1979, where the four defendants, who were young men at the time, one was 16, I think two were 17, one might have been 18 at the time, uh, committed some really horrible crimes. And first, uh, at least I think three of the four committed a home invasion robbery of an elderly man out in the county area. And um, under the ruse of, you know, they ran out of gas, they needed help. They gained access to his home, and they, they, they beat him, and they stole uh, property from him. And then pretty much the very next day, they tried the same ruse um, on the Ranzo family. And so Mr. and Mrs. Ranzo, good citizens, you know, fine, upstanding people, loved by the community. Um, they allowed these people in, and um, these four young people brutally murdered Mr. Ranzo in his garage, beat him, beat him over the head. Uh, and then they went into the house and they um, brutally assaulted Mrs. Ranzo and uh, she was raped and beaten and her throat was cut and for both their eyes were cut with little slits and just a horrible scene, right? And they stole from them. So these four uh, young men were all charged and convicted way back when and, and um, were sentenced to initially life without parole, and then the sentences were reduced to consecutive uh, 25-year-to-life sentences because at the time they were, you know, they were under 18. Uh, and since then, because of changes in the law, uh, specifically authorizing accelerated reviews uh, and expanded criteria for release for anyone who was under the age of 23 when they committed their crime. Um, we are now having to do these hearings even more rapidly than we did before. So the poor family attends parole hearings. They're generally held at state prisons. So they're attending these hearings for each of these four people, uh, most recently by Zoom. Um, but they've, they've attended in excess of 20, close to 29 separate parole hearings trying to keep these people in custody. So none of these people should be out. They were all totally in for a penny, in for a pound, right? Very involved in this crime. So we're doing our best to keep them in. We've had um, three of them have already previously received parole grants, one of them I think three times. And so we are fighting these parole grants. We've done press conferences on the steps of the Capitol previously. We have written letters to the governor. Um, We encourage others to write letters. So this is a fight we keep fighting to keep these guys in custody, and we need to ask for the public's help to write letters to Governor Newsom um, and to send them, right? They can send copies to our office, and we'll be happy to make sure that there's a duplicate set. But they need to write letters and oppose release um, of, of Ronald Ray Anderson, 
because otherwise he may very well get released from prison. And, and we will no doubt be asking the same thing within probably this year on at least one more of these people. We're talking with Stanislaus County DA, District Attorney Birgit Flatiger. Uh, DA Flatiger, as, as we look at this, what, what's the rationale? I mean, we just saw uh, headlines uh, this past year that Sirhan Sirhan uh, may, uh, governor is considering uh, allowing him to uh, get out on parole as well. What's the rationale uh, behind releasing people involved in these kind of heinous crimes? What's the rationale for releasing them at all? Well, it's really more of a justification than the rationale, and it's because there is some evidence out there that people who have been convicted of murder after they've done a lot of time in prison, when they get paroled, their, their recidivism rate is lower than other inmates, which would make some sense because they should be doing a lot more time. But that's the, that's the justification. It's like, well, their recidivism rate is low. They're not likely to kill anyone else, so we're going to release them. And it's not just murderers, it's other folks in serving life sentences, kidnappers, sexual assault offenders. Uh, all these people are now coming up for parole. The rules have loosened dramatically in California to release these people. We, we attend as um, the DA's office, we send representatives to prisons to appear at these hearings to oppose parole release. And we are literally doing dozens and dozens of these every single year. And many lifers are being released. Uh, And something which used to be true is if a murderer were released on parole, he would be on lifetime parole. Even that has changed, where they're on parole for maybe a year. And then they're no longer supervised. So the point of it is, honestly, clearly, the move to let people out of prison and the view that people should not have to serve life in prison regardless of the crime because they should be granted some mercy, they should be allowed out. Um, But the problem is, right, you've got people committing horrible crimes and the victim's families believe these people would serve life sentences and they end up going to parole hearings every two or three years having to look at the face of the person that killed their loved one knowing that they're going to be getting out. If not this parole hearing, then one soon to come. You know, there's a, obviously a grieving process for these families, and I would imagine this, this type of action uh, cuts them to the core. Uh, and it, it, can you confirm something? And my understanding is that in the case of Ronald Ray Anderson, uh, he hasn't really admitted uh, fully to his role in all of this. Uh, not He hasn't uh, really copped to uh, the crime, so to speak, and uh, has has lied at times at these parole hearing, hearings. Am I correct in that? Yeah, and that would be the same with all of them, right? They give uh, consistently inconsistent statements, uh, denying responsibility or blaming others. So, yeah. This, this is not someone, none of these people are, uh, people who have fully accepted responsibility for what they did and have shown that they can and should be released uh, because they can be law-abiding citizens. DA for Stanislaus County, Birgit Flatiger is our guest right now. And uh, Birgit, as we uh, look back, I think it was last May, uh, I believe you and, what, 43 other district attorneys maybe uh, sued the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation uh, to stop the potential early release of, what, 76,000 uh, inmates. Can you bring us up to date on that suit and uh, how, how you feel this may ultimately turn out? Well, there's been constant efforts as a result of Prop 57, and then most recently due to the, the COVID situation, uh, to try and get people released from prison earlier than what they should be released. And so most recently, there was an effort by a number of DAs throughout the state, to, including Anne-Marie, to include Anne-Marie Schubert, the DA from Sacramento. She sort of led the charge um, to prevent... CDCR, California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, from modifying and changing the rules and granting extra credits to folks uh, 
so they can get released early. And so we initially, there was a lawsuit that was filed, and I'm trying to explain the best way I can. There was an initial lawsuit that was filed, and that case is still pending, right? It's coming up for hearing in a month or two. But subsequent to that, CDCR then passed more regulations and kind of snuck in an attempt to provide 66% conduct credits, which would mean two-thirds off the sentence of inmates who are second strikers, right? They're serving prison time because they have a prior strike conviction, meaning a serious or violent felony. So there's this effort to take two-thirds off the sentence for so-called nonviolent second strikers if they're in some minimum security housing level. So that lawsuit was filed in December, and we requested a temporary restraining order, and now that has was just granted. So that's good news for the public, right, that that – those extra credits were going to immediately go into effect like in January, and now that's not going to happen. But we will have to continue to litigate that lawsuit to try and keep those folks in custody and, and serving an appropriate length of time, keeping in mind that for, for people convicted of a strike offense, when that law was passed, it said anyone with a prior strike conviction would have to serve 80% of their sentence. That's what the law was. These regulations and Prop 57 have undermined that to such a degree that people who are serving time because they've got a prior strike conviction would only have to serve a third of their time. As you know, as as we listen to this, uh, I think my uh, my underlying question is, and it, it keeps bothering me, is I'm all for rehabilitation, all for cutting down the recidivism rate. What really works? Obviously, what a, a, a lot of these uh, measures that, that you've been bumping up against aren't working. What do you think can work? Are there any positive initiatives out there that will address uh, the ability to do righteous rehabilitation and, and actually cut down the recidivism rate? Yeah, I do believe that there are, in fact, programs out there that can really help people. Um, the problem is you need sometimes people need to be coerced into those programs or they need to have such a hammer hanging over their head that they've got motivation mm -hmm. to participate and cooperate. And I think before all of this Prop 47 and Prop 57 happened, we were making really good progress locally and I think in the prison systems in terms of they were providing programming. And I think it was being successful. But, you know, you give people an inch and you take a mile and – all these additional changes in the law were passed very rapidly under the we need to re, um, rehab, not really rehab people, but we need to accelerate the criminal justice reform programs, right? So they pass all these additional laws to get people out earlier and earlier. So you've got folks getting released who've never had the opportunity to participate in any programming because they weren't expecting to get released for another, you know, 10 years or five years and all of a sudden they're being walked out the door. So these early releases, they're releasing people who've not had the opportunity for programming, which is now available in prisons and is now available in county jails. So I think people just got going way too fast without giving an opportunity, right, to see how well these programs are working and assess them and then to track the people while they're out on probation or parole because now we're cutting the lengths. Probation, you would be on probation for a felony offense for anywhere from three to five years or more, uh, and on a misdemeanor for up to three years or more. And even that's been changed. So the, the length of time for which someone can be supervised after release on probation or parole has been cut down to a year or two, and maybe three, but generally just a year or two. So we're, we're kind of taking steps, I think, with all these different changes in the law we're, we're going to limit the ability to provide the programming because they're not on probation or parole long enough to complete it, and they're not going to be supervised once they're released from jail or prison, not for any length of time that, that matters. So I'm concerned like you are. Yes, there are programs that can help get people rehabilitated. The better programs, of course, are the ones that we get to kids at a younger age to prevent them from going in the system in the first place. The goal is to keep people off drugs because – so many bad things fall from that. Um, it leads to other crimes. It damages their brains forever, right? right? So we need to prevent it from happening in the first place. 
Exactly. Uh, Stanislaus County DA, District Attorney Birgit Flatiger. We have about uh, 30 seconds left very quickly as you're retiring. What should Stanislaus County citizens look for in the new DA? What qualities should they be looking for? Oh, that's a great question. Um, And I would say who I would want them to vote for, but I don't know if I'm allowed to do that on the air with you. Um, But I I really think what's important in a DA is you want someone who is knowledgeable in the field of criminal law and prosecution. They need to know how to run and manage a law office, like the largest law firm in the county is what we are. We also have a small police force, essentially larger than many of the small police agencies in the county. So it's a big job. You need somebody who is dedicated and hardworking, doesn't want to do it for attention or for power. You want someone who wants to do the right thing for the right reasons and protect public safety. Always consider what our crime victims and that they get the services they need. Um, And really be mindful of working with our law enforcement partners to do good work and hold people accountable who need to be held accountable. Absolutely. Uh, District Attorney for Stanislaus County, Bergen Flatiger. Again, thank you for your 31 years of excellent service. Thanks for visiting with us today and uh, have a wonderful retirement uh, come November or January. (laughs) Thank you. Thank Uh, you very much, Mike. All right. We'll be back with the Mike Douglas Show in about three minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic now from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. North 5 in Stockton, slow from French Camp Road all the way to 8th Street. Don't forget, right before Benjamin Holt on North 5, uh, we have a stray Christmas tree in the right lane still. South 99 Manteca, delayed from Jack Tone all the way to Main Street in Ripon. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by Wendy's Hot and Buttery Breakfast Biscuit Sandwich. It's better breakfast o'clock at Wendy's because it all starts with a better biscuit. Get hot and buttery Wendy's Breakfast Biscuits made with oven-baked bacon or savory sausage, fresh cracked egg, and cheese. So don't risk your biscuit. Get Wendy's instead. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's. Every small business owner's most important New Year's resolution is to attract more customers. Let a radio ad from iHeart Ad Builder reach the customers that will make 2022 a successful year. iHeartAdBuilder.com is the fast, affordable way to create a customized ad for your business. Just answer a few questions and get your commercial on the air. Start 2022 off right and put the power of radio to work for your business at iHeartAdBuilder.com. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name is Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. I love to obsess over my transmission. Is this the day it's going to fail? Is this the day I'm going to be stranded? Is this going to be the worst day of my life? (laughs) Don't let it get that drastic. Interstate Transmission Center can help you cruise along. They do it all and make it easy for you with things like free towing, Saturday appointments, and more things just to make your experience more pleasant. Interstate Transmission Center in Modesto. Online at interstatetransmissioncenter.com. InterstateTransmissionCenter.com. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to CancerScreenInfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to CancerScreenInfo.com. 
today. CancerScreenInfo.com. Get your biggest refund guaranteed. Jackson Hewitt Tax Pros will help find thousands worth of new tax credits so you get every dollar you deserve. So why wait? Schedule an appointment with one of their tax pros and learn more at JacksonHewitt.com. It's today's conversation for Stockton, Modesto, and beyond. beyond. Now, back to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And back with you here on the Mike Douglas Show. Thanks so much for joining us today. Some uh, very, uh, very good points made by our district attorney here in Stanislaus County, Birgit Flatiger, uh, talking about uh, some of the issues uh, that will work in terms of rehabilitation and reducing the recidivism rate. Uh, However, uh, uh, some of these efforts simply to let people out early, uh, if they can uh, perform well and earn points, not something really that is uh, showing that it is workable, uh, not something that is showing long-term that it uh, actually has a positive effect either for the the people in custody or the public that they're being released to. I think whatever, whatever salient points, and I'm sure you caught that, was that, you, you know, it's the old sow that you can uh, drag a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Uh, the, the programs that are available, and this goes for recovery uh, programs as well, unless the person who needs the program is willing to do it, has reached the point where maybe it's a point of desperation where they say, you know what, I'm ready. I need to straighten things out. I need to take control of my life. I need to be honest about who I am, what I'm doing. Unless people reach that point, a lot of these programs are like water falling off your back. Well, we'll uh, talk more about that. We'll talk more about water and Kevin Kiley and uh, his uh, effort to do away with uh, Prop 47 tomorrow at 3 o'clock here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360. KFIV, Trevor Carey, up next at 4.